Welcome to Kirk and Off, a weekly podcast where my cousin and I talk about Kirk Minahan and the happenings inside of his world. My name's Buddy. He's Bob McStaddy. Bob McStaddy, say hello. <laughs> I'm going to jump in for Blind Mike's Daddy. Yeah, is he muted? I don't know, but he doesn't want to talk. He's watching the mic's, you. The mic's not in. I was laughing because you were almost about to lose it during the thing. And I, I was about to lose it because I was like, wow, I'm sitting here live for this. I forgot the open. I was like, what am I supposed to say? Can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah. yeah what's up? I, I forgot to plug in my mic again. This fucking asshole. <laughs> we're leaving the whole thing. Are you going to redo the whole thing? No, no. I'm leaving the whole no, thing. I don't give a fuck. Awesome. It's because yeah. the potheads are on the show now. <laughs> That's what happens. We we influence the room before we get here. I'm I'm not even kidding you. I, I told BMD like a few months ago. I'm like, I'm like yo, I got to stop smoking before the shows because I sound like an idiot. Like, and I just hated the way I sound, but I'm like, oh, the homies are coming through today. I'll smoke a little bit. And that's that's what happened. I got fucked up. <laughs> Maybe because I'm high when I'm listening to your show. I don't, you know, <laughs> hear you get... that you're what you're hearing because I you sound normal to me. Helps, helps you get through you the show. You sound like the buddy I'm used to talking to. So, yeah, that's a good. Who's always like, that's a little... the same. <laughs> So I, we should introduce everybody, well, the people. That's true. It is a, still a show. You guys have. You, I was just saying to my girlfriend Bonnie, who's here, not wanting to be on camera. Um, I was just saying to her a minute ago, these guys are different than us. Their show has some structure to it, and then we come on in this. Yeah, and the structure's all gone. <laughs> yeah, so we good, ruined it, Pat. Good point, BMD. Pat from Ainsbury is here. Chris and Methuen's here. Two two integral members of like every 420 group there is. The the hosts of uh, it's 420 somewhere themselves, right? Absolutely. What day? What day is that? Saturday, Saturday, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. At the moment, hopefully at some point we can change it to a better time. But for now, I just got to get my balls breaking broken about the time. Until... Are you guys gonna you guys gonna put that on YouTube eventually too? Now that it's open to everyone, or uh, we've been having that discussion. I don't want to take the whole. I'm down, I'm down for that. Say Pat wants to do it. This is where <laughs> I've been asked all week if people wanted to do it, and no one said anything. I was like, "Oh well, you know, I'm happy where we're where we are." And now Pat's like, "I want to do it." No, I mentioned if there was a way to simulcast it so we can be on both. Yeah, that would be the way to go. Yeah, because I you don't want to just that. leave John hanging because he was nice enough to let us. I mean, yeah. if he didn't have to produce at our weird times, I think he'd probably be okay with it. <laughs> I don't, yeah, because it was Fridays, right? But then, but now it's it was, at, yeah, Fridays yeah. at nine thirty, which was an equally bad time, probably worse. <laughs> <laughs> that seemed to work a little better than Saturdays at seven. But Saturdays at seven. Hey, this too. past Saturday at seven, it Prime was our draft, right? and we had like fifty-one YouTube viewers. So that's like a lot for us. I yeah, had, so. Talk about the draft. I heard it was wild, but um, you're in it, so. So yeah, so we're all there. Like we hopped in at the end. I got, like that's the first time I ever interacted with sneakers, like just before then too. So I was like, oh, I was like whatever. He's yeah, in the no, draft? He's no, no, he no, was no. not oh. in the league. No, uh, 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 no like, he, he was like on the show just before. Like he was fine. He's busting balls. Yeah. Um. So, but the, then we get to the draft. Draft's fine, and like so I get. I everybody knew about this though, like kind of like already because like I got a DM Sunday morning, like. Like Sig just throws up in the middle of the draft. Like what? Like so? So Sigmund Freud hand. Sigmund Freud hand. He's mm -hmm. a, he's in the league. He's in the fourth. It was the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was it was after my. Uh, it was like my third pick, I think, or something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. 
and um yeah we just hear some gurgling and then i'm like I'm, I'm, i was like what the hell is that bam they were all screaming like like to john who um he's he's i don't think he's on mic now either but so we're screaming to john we're like put it like put the faces back up put the faces back up we wanted to see who threw up but but john did it too slow and by then sig had already like slunk out well, well, yeah, it he was just the empty camera. We didn't put two and two together. What, what, what happened? Yeah. You ate something bad, or are you just fucking <laughs> fucked I, up? I, I think he was kidding, but he said to us, like, he's like, I think I was just so excited to meet you guys. <laughs> you know? I was like, oh, that's bad. I, I think he was excited um, to do this, and um, I think he had um, partaken a little too much into his own. He, he wasn't uh, aware it was going to be. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I think he wasn't aware he was. we were going to be doing it on as part of the show until day of. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Saturday in the morning, he he put in the chat, "Oh, we're we're live on YouTube." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unless you don't want to be, and we're like, you could not put your picture or whatever, and just blah blah blah. Yeah, and I totally he was like, no, no, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, so um, one of the fifty-one viewers actually, so because I told my brother we were drafting, he's like, "Oh, send me the link, I'll watch." So I get I get we had my family draft like the the draft we have every year, like we I think it's it's been running the last like fourteen, fifteen years, like whatever. Uh, 12, so, yeah. Yeah, yesterday. Um, and the first thing my brother says to me when I get there, like, um, which you guys saw me, I'm dressed to the nines, champion in the league, has to dress in this too. Like, so I'm all, yeah. I'm all dressed up. The first thing my brother says, he, he goes, Who the fuck threw up last night? And I was like, <laughs> I, was like well, I don't know. We're all trying to lie. That's awesome. Yeah. I know it was wild. He's, he's sitting there like he's like, okay, these guys are. I'm like, they're everybody's very big. And then yeah, they put back to the cameras. I'm smoking too. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't trying for uh, technical fantasy football know-how. Although some guys play in different leagues and know what they're doing. Yeah. It was supposed to be fun, and it was. Chris Chris was great. He's on auto pick the first four picks. He's like, I don't know how to shut it off. Gets off auto pick and still like <laughs> picks like a good team. I'm like, damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, but I was just picking the top of what was available. Yeah, yeah. I'm that ignorant. I was just like, I could figure out that it's it's sorting by who's supposed to be better. So let me go with that. Then he started picking all the guys with hair, BMD. Hawkinson, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Will Fuller, another guy. I can't remember the last one, but yeah, everybody with hair he picked. Yeah, I think he I think he got a steal with Hawkinson. I think he's going to be he's yeah, big time. this year. So I think he's got a good At one point, I end. did pick a hairy tight end, which was <laughs> yeah. fun to say. Picking my hairy tight end. <laughs> I wish I made that joke during the draft. It's a pretty good one. I know, yeah. BMD? Uh, well, I'm happy you guys had a great draft. Uh, so, I guess, when did you guys start listening to Kirk? How did you guys come into the fandom, the Kirk universe? I've been a, a long time. I, it's the, 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 the stereotypical, oh, listened on the weekends on EEI, blah, blah, blah. And I can clearly remember listening to Kirk on the weekends on EEI. It wasn't appointment viewing to listen to Kirk. It was just I was listening. He was on. It was I was going to the hardware store or whatever silly errands you run on a, a weekend morning. And I remember hearing him then. But then when he was on Kirk and Callahan, I started to like I had listened to Kirk and Callahan or more so watched. I was one of the people that, like, I, I put something on my TV all the time, so there's mm -hmm. always something going. Whether I'm watching it or not is another story. So that was Kirk and Callahan. So I would just put it on early in the morning. Well, by the time I got up at the time, it'd be like 7.30, 8 o'clock. I'd just put that on as background noise to my day. Right. And then they started having Kirk on, and it caught my attention. And then when the simulcast went away, I had to listen. And then he left, and I followed to the whole schmear through... And, uh, yeah, all the way to Barstool, but mm -hmm. enough about me first. Is there something in particular that stood out to you about Kirk's personality that really drew you to the show? 
yeah yes and no like i've all, i always liked that in that setting he wasn't afraid to get like i always saw i liked callahan because i used to tell my friends that jerry callahan in particular whatever he said it's great and whatever he wrote in the newspaper if i think the opposite of that i'm good <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i like that person, would go on and argue with both of them because after i i always thought of john dennis as the the channel seven news guy before being on the show right and then he has a they had a few slip of the tongues there was a, a a racist comment they made about a student getting busted into boston um early on before kirk so mm-hmm. i had different notions of what they were who they were you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then when kirk came on and he wasn't afraid to yell and fight and you know whatever with them that was i, I just liked the aggressiveness and the loudness of them over what I already thought were a couple of blowhards. <laughs> what about you, Pat? Uh, basically the same. Um, I was listening to Dennis and Callahan, you know, when they first started going on the air back in like 99. I would listen to them in high school. And then I kind of stopped listening to them when Stern went to Sirius. I kind of just was just listening to satellite radio. And then it wasn't until Kirk started going on their show. I caught wind of it because um, my ex-wife's father would watch um, – the simulcast downstairs in his little man cave and i'm like oh who's this guy callahan i just just the way he was talking and the way he was like being combative and stuff that's what kind of drew me in and then i started listening to ei again just because you know stern started to suck and then opie and anthony kind of we listened to them too and then they kind of split up or their show wasn't as good and i just kind of gravitated back to sports radio basically because of minahan just he was that perfect third voice at that time and then just you know he pushed dino out and then it was him and (laughs) him and jerry and yeah it was just appointment i would listen to that that was the only thing i would listen to on regular radio once that show went off i was back on to podcasts or satellite radio or whatever but i always from six to ten would listen to eei until he went through his nonsense and then i haven't put on eei since yeah and chris makes a good point too that like kirk being combative with like Jerry, like he was kind of he was the first person I heard do that. Like maybe Dino would like like Dino wasn't shy, you know. But but they're on the same side of the aisle mostly. Like Kirk, mm-hmm. Kirk, like kind of like standing up and like like questioning Jerry. Like that changed that show. Like that's what made that like a part of what made that show like so fucking great. You know what I mean? The, Just him. the drop. So, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. You got the the drop on the old EI is the the best was when uh, he was saying, "So we're gonna dance, 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 dance. <laughs> play the friggin' music, sausage." And it was that's one of like the best drops. I am the show. Yeah, <laughs> I I love full like the full volume Kirk like on the radio because it just yeah. it just like sounds more scraggly. It's just so awesome to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so it was great to listen to his podcast, the first podcast, Enough About Me. I would always make whenever that new episode would pop up. Great. Now I have something to listen to for about 45 minutes. Yes. So that was always great to do those. Yeah, I loved Enough About Me. I, th- I, mm-hmm. I was hoping, like, like it was it was good when he was doing them, or it was great when they were doing them. Like, And I really was hoping that, like, whatever was going to happen at Radio.com, I guess, like, stupidly, like everybody else, like, was going to, yeah. like, actually happen because it just sounded, like, so cool. And then, of course, we got Barcelona, which is, like, you know what like what more better, could we much, much better yeah of course of course um so go ahead chris what's up uh, i was just gonna keep going the same thing so if yeah. you were gonna change tracks go for it well that's fine but yeah i want to hear from you guys that's why we went yeah, to I you forgot what I was saying, um, 
I mean, it, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, no, I've I've just always been a fan since I I can say since I first heard Kirk, but I didn't realize what he was when I first heard him until <laughs> he went on with Kirk and Callahan, um, with Dennis and Callahan. So th- this week, um, well, towards the end of the week, Kirk started talking about like all, or, or Dave, I guess, actually brought up all like the hate that Quantum Week Chris is getting. I I like Quantum Week Chris on the show. Like, what do you guys think about him? How do you, how do you feel about that? I like him on the show, and he was a good guy when I met him. Oh yeah, super nice, uh, um, unbelievably nice. I don't have anything against him. I do like that the universe is kind of against him because that's always fun to just <laughs> read comments like you know his voice is blah blah blah, and he's a this and that. <laughs> What? And I laugh. Mm-hmm. He does have the most unique voice in history. Better than Jared, you say, Pat? Yeah, he's better yeah, than Jared he brings, on that. That's a low bar. No, yeah. <laughs> he brings more to the table. I, I like I like Quantum Week Chris. You don't have to have a recap and run-up, you know what I mean, when Quantum Week Chris is on, because he, he listens. He's he, he more than listens. He's, like, entrenched in the world. And he's yeah, knowledgeable about the same shit Kirk's into. He's a yeah, fan that they just happen to let on. All that stuff, yeah. yeah. Did, did you guys... Um, uh, I, th- I thought it was really funny this week when they had that like the caller, like, uh, or maybe it was last week, like commending Quantum Week Chris for not cutting the line at the at the food truck. Because <laughs> when me and BMD uh, saw Quantum Week Chris at Saco, I, I seen... Them, whatever. So when so when we seen them um, Saturday night at Saco, Ra Ra really was saying that he was saying he's like, oh my god, Chris, you're on the show. I can't believe I'm hanging out with somebody who's on the show. <laughs> so, so I, go, I go take a selfie. I, I was like, I just want to take a selfie quick with someone who's on the show, and then I, just, I take like the worst selfie ever. And I, I just I don't know. I, I I love I love Chris. I love his attitude. I'm glad yeah. he just takes everything in stride. You know. Yeah. But, yeah. No, he's 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 good on the show, and so he. I would rather him stay on than after the baseball season. Jared doesn't really have to come back on and just kind of whine the whole time. BMD. I have a, I yeah. have a question for BMD. I have mm-hmm. a question for Blind Mike's daddy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I think I know where Pat and uh, Buddy stand on who was or how much of the blame goes to who for the food truck and Saco. Mm-hmm. What, what are your feelings? Um, it's a good question. It's... Well, you know, everything starts at the top. Kirk, it's Kirk's show at the end of the day, so he has to accept some responsibility. Absolutely, he, he doesn't. Want, I, I understand where Kirk's coming from. He doesn't want to be a micromanager, but at the end of the day, it's your show. It's coming out of your pocket. You know, it's up to Kirk how involved he wants to be in that. He was hope, you know, he thought he could trust those guys that to, to run the operation. Obviously, they can't. So he's he's going to learn from that. Um, what percent? I, what percent is Kirk? I, I want to hear you say it's, this. On it's the equally. Now. It's whatever. If it's three guys involved, they all have an equal percentage. Ooh, so like, you say thirty-three percent. Yeah. Kirk's blame. Yeah. Well, someone's got to have a little bit more, though. No, he's 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 the boss. Whoever. Well, whoever is thirty-three point four. That's got to be Justin, obviously, because okay. he, he's the one. In my mind, Kirk has all the responsibility, but the blame <clears throat> falls to the people he delegated to. Yeah. Yeah. He sure. gets a small pot. Part of small part for having delegated to Carlinane and actually more Justin because he didn't even let Carlinane do it. He said on the show, This is Justin's, right? And Justin's, you know, Justin's had his challenges throughout his career. So, and Justin's kind of lucky that he's out because I he picked good timing, yeah. As someone who's familiar with good with with lucky timing for mental time out out of work. I'm familiar with that. I had a little bit at the beginning of the summer. Got some time off. It was great. 
Um, so I'm familiar with having good timing with your mental time. And he definitely did have good timing to take his mental time so he didn't get fired. Yeah, there's something good that's come out of it. We're getting another live show before the end of the year, so... That's right. excellent. I mean, I'll, I know Kirk doesn't want that, but we're at least we're, I, I don't know if he would have reward. agreed to do it so soon. If he, you know, he right away was ready to do it. I don't think he hates the idea of doing another live show. I'm surprised out of all the fans that were there, nobody said thank you to Kirk and Colony for the free food. <laughs> like someone had to have. That's what I'm saying. Someone had to have said something to him while he was making. I it. still remember our whole tense reaction, buddy. I think you were there. Yeah. I don't know if you were still at, at our tent at the time when the bl blue-haired girl was running around telling everyone it was free and that they had been up since 2 o'clock smoking beef, smoking meat, and we were like, he's smoking what? Yeah, yeah. Hoodie almost fell out of his chair. <laughs> yeah, he was like, for real? We've been over here. We'll come yeah, over. The, the eyebrows certainly raised when she came over to the right tent and said, hey, there's free food in about you know half an hour. <laughs> speaking speaking of the 420 tent, how did um I I know you guys obviously said on I think your show and, and even on on Meeting of the Minds, but like you want to talk about like the 420 like uh, tent experience at Saco and then and then what it was like when when Kurt came through. Oh, Pat tells the best story of Kurt coming through, so he can take that again. He's used to telling it. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, just basically the tent is just you know we, everyone was just kind of sitting around and just chain smoking. You know, joints and blunts and dabs. And if you came over to the 420 tent, you were probably going to indulge a little bit. Whether you wanted to or not. It was Whether a contact high for walking through. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Chris can explain some of the goodies that he had if you wanted to go that the other route. Yeah, I mean, we everyone had the opportunity to sample some mist. And we had hard candies and a few other edibles there. And some people had, took a bit of that. Um when Kirk came through, though, it was pretty funny because he had stopped right in the area to take a picture with Pat. Pat flagged him down, the super fan that he is. He came over. Um, Pat's like, you, you know me, you know me. I was on Channel 7. And Kirk's like, you know, like just smile. <laughs> so, he, so he comes over, and um, as we're taking the picture, he goes, oh, it certainly smells different in this section, <laughs> which was which was nice. And then he, he he was going away, and then Eric went over and took a super lemon haze. Eric went over and took a picture with him. And then I thought he was gone. And then all of a sudden, circle back. Like, like 30 seconds later, I look over, and he, like, he went like around and went into like into the area. Like he was kind <laughs> yeah. of outside onto like that main road when he took the picture with me and Eric. Yeah. But then when he circled back, he came like into the the area. So like it was the tent. like yeah, the basically the tent. So it was like I guess the big cloud you could say. Yeah. So the one that everyone kept blaming me for personally. <laughs> he he knew immediately what he had or what he was into, and he said, "What a fucking scene this is," which was awesome. <laughs> he comes over and Jay's mayhem strolling a blunt, and so he's like, "Oh geez," and Jay's like, "Oh, have a good show, Kirk," and he's like, "Get me like he's like, get me out of here." So it was great. I know it was I, definitely an experience. BMD, what did uh, what did Kirk say to you when he was taking a picture? Well, he, we both took a picture with him together, obviously, and then mm -hmm. it came out blurry. We're like, oh, fuck, it, it's, it came out bad. And he's like, oh, I'll, I'll come back. I'll take another one. We're like, all right. And then he's walking away, and under his breath, he's like, hey, keep recording that stupid podcast. And ask, <laughs> ask, more, uh, ask some more dumb questions to the Little People Big World guy. Yeah, when we, yeah, when we took when we took the first picture, he goes, your podcast sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. Because yeah. now you know he listens. Or yeah, has listened. 
Well, he's going to crucify BMD for giving him 33% blame, so I cannot fucking wait. That's I'm not sure he's listening to this one. <laughs> they're, they're, they're beyond it. I don't know. I know, I know. What, 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 what's this note you have over here about calling name BMD? Oh, um, shoot. I, I'm, I should have wrote down some examples, but do you, like sometimes you calling him can't help but like step on his dick. In front of Kirk, it's like, just shut up, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I wish I wrote some examples. I mean, how do you guys? He, he feel does about jump it? in from time to time when he yeah. doesn't really need to. Yeah. He gets over exuberant. <laughs> but uh, yeah. what he's got, what he brings up, and I, I wish I had an example ready for Me you, too. but I, I can hear him doing it. But like, he'll jump in with something that's a little off of where Kirk was going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I love when they do that, and I, I, I don't know if it was him or if it was a mic, but somebody did that, and, and uh, Kirk goes, was, my example wasn't wasn't good enough or something like that. Didn't that, didn't that happen recently? <laughs> and he's like, is it like that? What? Okay, I just said that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I said the same thing. <laughs> what are the chances he actually gets Stephen Van Zant on the show? Zero. I mean, that kind Zero. of looks bad, that, that other podcast, which is a Bruce Springsteen fan podcast with <laughs> – more than less, I don't know how many fucking listeners they have, but mm. they don't even scratch the surface when it comes to comparing the numbers to Kirk. Do you think he? So you guys don't think he'll get him at all? What did he I, say? I just sixty-five. Yeah, I wonder what yeah. it's at this week. It's probably gonna drop. But... Yeah, I, mean, I just he feels it's, that it's, confident. I mean, I I hope he does. I like Cullen, and I, I mm. really think he's a, a good producer. But it just yeah. feels like. It would be better content-wise if he doesn't, and it just goes on for six, seven shows of how many now? How many now? What do you think now? What do you think? Well, you know what? I have this voicemail. Stephen Van Zandt calling me an asshole, telling me to fuck off. He's never coming on. That's the end of it. If that was the blow-off, I would think that's the way to go, but... I just think it would have happened by now. Like, like if he thought it was a sure thing, and now, like, it's totally cooled off, I just, I'm like, it's it's over, Dave, I think, you know? But... <laughs> Uh, I hope not because I love calling and I say it every show, but like, uh, it just looks bad, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's going to take a lot. Colony's going to have to really fuck something up to get fired, though. I know. Well, speaking of Colony, do you think the hits are going to come back? Any, has anyone ever watched the hits or pay, paid any attention to that? Uh, I hop in the hits every once in a while, like if I'm yeah. up that early, but I don't make it. Like, I don't get it's up too early. Too early. Yeah. Has it been, what, it's been on hiatus for a while, Chris? I think yeah. it's been in trouble, basically. Since, since Saka. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm gonna oh, he was doing more. that. Yeah, no, he was doing it because he wanted to um, lose his belly. So he was. That's why he stopped doing the hits for after Sako. Oh, uh, and he had a, a problem every, with Mixcloud, and he can't find the right. You know, he's making excuses now too. So. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Well, hit the hit the post is still doing his show, and he does it on Mixcloud too, doesn't he? So. Yeah, and he's so he's uh, can't have he's been a viewer excuses. of ours. He's a friend of the show, so. Yes. He does. He does a good job with that. Hit the post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Is there anybody? Bad, is there anybody you want to see in that third chair besides Quantum Week, Chris, and anybody else? Is there something in a fan or? Uh, I really lo- I like the chemistry castle. when Mike's there. Um, yeah. I wish they would have Mike and then someone else some at times, but you know, mm. that's that might be too much to ask. I'm not trying to program the show. I'm just saying sometimes I feel like that. Um, but I like I like uh, having Quantum Week, Chris. I like having it not be. Like, like, permanent, so that he can have like the Ryan Witts on here and there or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, and maybe I would, I think I would like Jared better if he was like 
that, you know, once every three to six months instead of how often he was doing it. Because yeah. then if he's in, then you then it's okay to have a Jared-centric day because it's once every three, you know, three to six months. Yeah. Actually, I wouldn't even mind if Kravis say like, like, and I'm, I wouldn't mind if Kravis is like, say like once a month. And like, obviously maybe Whitney wouldn't do that, but like it's him and Kirk are a little bit better friends. Like, but like, yeah, I just feel like Kravis, like week in, week out, it's like, all right, this guy's boring. He loves the Red Sox. Like we get it. Like he's sad, whatever. His life's so terrible. Like we get it. Like, I'm a Red Sox yeah. fan and it sucks to be right now. <laughs> it, it's right. good to have, it's good to have someone who has um, the same type of, pop culture knowledge is Kirk because then yeah. they can riff on that for a little bit and I like listening to that I know that's not everyone's cup of tea but like mm-hmm. when they talk about old movies and stuff like that because I'm I mean I'm younger than Kirk I mean uh, Chris is probably his age yeah Chris is Kirk's age but I had, older, I, I had older sisters so like the same movies that he talks low, about low, that, old seem, joke right they, <laughs> they seem obscure to some people but I'm like oh I remember watching that one so I, I like when he talks about that kind of stuff especially with Quantum and Chris yeah I'd like to see Rear Admiral in studio. I think yeah. it would be better in studio be than good. it was on a live stream like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, I want to. Um, I want to circle back to the 29k fiasco one more time before we move on to anything else. So, like, Kirk keeps dropping how Steve Robinson is just like enjoying this, like how he thinks it's so hilarious. I, I don't think Steve Robinson should have an opinion on it at all. I mean, he left the universe, and I think it's shitty. If, I mean, I don't know, whatever. You can say what you want about me, but I think it's a piece of shit move that he's over there talking trash when he left the show, and uh, that's all I got to well, say about but, that. So he he left the show, So, but doesn't he – apparently he still has some type of relationship with Kirk. Yeah, that's fine, but, like, why so, you, But why then you he laughing, said it like, in a private conversation. Know, yeah. If he said it like that to Kirk, I know he did some of it on in, on Twitter, and that's out in the open. Right, that but, but that's always shit. been Bamsy on his number one fan, Steve Robinson. All the belly laughs he got from Steve. Steve <laughs> turns his back for fucking two minutes. BMD stabs him right in the fucking. You know, we him. never clip stuff from the show and put it on. I'm clipping this and sending it to Steve. You send well, it to Steve nice, personally. Man. No, I'm not going to do that. I won't do that. I'm sending 33% to Colony. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's he, great. He left. I, I know what you mean, left, though. Like, yeah. I, I, I get, I get gonna, it, like, too. Keep talking too. shit, but, like, you fucking left. Like, yeah. Because whatever you know the fuck we're going through, you know what I mean? The only, he's only really talking shit about the job Colony did, and it's ball-breaking like everyone else does. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Colony could theoretically have a problem with it, but he might be the only one who has a legitimate you know, gripe. True. As I made everyone quiet. That was great. (laughs) (laughs) Dead air is fun. That's all right. We we get a lot of that on this show. It's fine. Yeah, we don't mind. (laughs) We're just hanging out. So That's uh, that's what our show is. It's literally just a a, a smoke session. That's literally the show. That's the concept of the show. That's what we do. Sometimes I love that first. The, go ahead. I, I love that first fifteen minutes, like half hour, like you guys do, like with like where it's just you guys and stoned, like talking <laughs> about like like 
like things you actually know and like t- helping people like with problems like or whatever they like whatever like people with their grows or like giving advice and stuff i love that part but i also love the part where we're just like all fucking hanging out shooting the shit you know what i mean that, I that's like, my favorite part yeah and like, like, so that more like more like like this past week i think pat said that was our best episode or his favorite of our episodes i, I mm. thought it was my it was my favorite i thought at, at least up until the draft because i know a lot of people you know but the draft was just really give a shit. fun it didn't yeah, yeah. it was just well yeah, you know yeah. i'm just saying you know that wasn't i mean it was entertaining because sig puked and <laughs> yeah. you know but it was more kind of just for us but the you know the hour and a half to two hours before that that was probably one of my favorite shows that we had done which is you know we've done like six or seven of them now so that's a that's a science yeah. <laughs> i um hmm. i don't know I don't, I don't know what else to ask you i guess i guess who's your favorite follow in the 420 Oh, I like when High Blind Mike kind of just always chirps. He just always chirps out of it's nowhere, just, and it's the just best always shit. it's like he'll and he's he's just the antagonizer. I call him he's, the heater. He's you so know, funny, dude. Someone will just put and he's like, kick their ass, and all this <laughs> fucking guy. He's a friggin' riot. I love his dick in. Yeah, yeah. All right. Any anytime you have catch high by Mike, he's like, oh, out of here with the little penguin gif. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we've all stolen that now. Like, wait a minute. I, yeah. thought you were, I thought you were on his side. Now I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. want both teams to win. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. want everyone to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Who, somebody named him the king today. Who's, oh, John said yeah, he was John the king. John, yeah. John, uh, a, a, a more king fitting king you'll never find. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love HBM. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I just but, don't know. Yeah, I just don't know. He, he should have come on with us. He was. I know he was we gotta have him on. Yeah, he was we, scared. Was he? I don't know. Wasn't we asked him tough questions. It isn't always good. I know. Yeah. So we were debating. BMD. Uh, oh no, yep. go ahead. Don't go ahead, bud. No, I was saying, uh, BMD, you're the AEW mark, right? Yep. Yep. So you're loving life uh, last night? Yeah, it was fantastic. I was just I, about to say, let's transition to wrestling. I swear to God. Yeah, this there is. We'll go, call yeah. us the. Uh, we had one for blind owl for soccer. Yeah, we know how much Menders is a fan of wrestling, so we'll call this uh, Menders Loves Wrestling. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was uh, – who was he yelling at? Metawaska uh, Rob for being happy. Yeah. yeah. He Bryan. got his little toy title and the uh, yeah. Daniel Bryan T-shirt on. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was – uh, well, Chris, are you up to date now? You're not, you're not watching I, any of the new stuff, right? Or No, but I caught a bunch of highlights and watched some uh, – a couple of uh, reviews of the show. Yeah. So the fact that they had Brian Danielson and um, Adam and Adam Cole. Cole come out on the same night, I was more excited to see Adam Cole do that. Um, I like, I like Adam Cole. Yeah, and I mean, he's at the yeah, beginning same. where Brian Danielson is towards the you know the end, and see yeah. even CM Punk even just because he just came back, he he yeah. can have a very long shelf life. Yeah, but, I mean, fucking I mean, Sting's like sixty-five years old, and he's fucking. Right. I know, I saw that the other day. <laughs> Where was he in Qatar? There was a, a thing of him. Uh, he was some, in some Middle the East. I, I know, but there was another thing online I saw of him doing a show. Uh, it's Qatar professional wrestling or something like that. Probably way yeah, in the Middle money. East. Maybe so, something. Yeah, this is a good payday like thing. Yeah. Anyway, so. But I, yeah, it was a good it was a good program, and it, it's got that old school feel to it right now because you know these have people jumping ship, right? So you have that yeah. nostalgia. Yeah, you, you, have, you haven't movie. felt like that in a while yeah. because yeah. even when Impact was around, yeah. Impact wasn't really on like a like a notable channel. Like it was always yeah. jumping around, so you never knew when it was on or what yeah. time and all that yeah. stuff. With being on TNT, there's that familiarity from yep. 
back in the day. Yeah, so yeah it does kind of feel. I like might it. have to so, give AEW another look because, but I feel like their matches and it's it's all professional wrestling at yeah. this point. It's yeah. just a a a jumble of high spots. It's just all <laughs> high spots. It is. I get aggravated. Yeah, there's there's no psychology to it. It's just like who can do the biggest fucking. Yeah, they don't stay down that long. But I I'll tell you what, that fucking cage match was a beautiful story. I don't know if you watched it. I, I did watch that cage match. That uh, was pretty they good. They just told him. Was that uh, Jericho and JF? No, no, the tag the team Bucks. match. Oh, Lucha Bros and Young Bros. They just told uh, the Young Bucks, and they just. Oh, that's right. That's right. They told the fucking. That was great. But that was a lead up to that, wasn't there? Yeah, like, that was, was like a little build. Had that belt for a little while. Now. Yeah, yeah, it was a slight build up. There was a tournament to see who number one contender was. Aren't the Young Bucks in their thirties now? Didn't they have to just stop going with the Young Bucks sooner or later? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of like the Midnight Express and uh, all the Rock and Roll Express. Express. Those guys. That, that's fucking... that's all time stuff there. Oh my god! That's... Now you're going down Chris's alley. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So someone asked uh, in the fourth one of the other day what people's favorite thing to do. Stoned was, and Pat's answer was watch old wrestling. And I said, "Fuck you! That's my favorite thing to do." <laughs> I watched I watched SummerSlam '99 last night. Like I said, like I said, I just was fucking bored, dude. I I yeah. got high and I was like, I hopped in. That's what talk about high spots. That that first match in like that that tag team like uh, battle royal there, whatever they have, like. Um, it was Edge and Christian versus uh, the Hardy Brothers. That's all they were. Fucking that, yeah. like the Hardy like, yeah. boys. And that was like right the initial that. time. Yeah. yeah, that was like yeah. right when they were starting. So they were doing crazy stuff yeah. to get, you know, yeah. to get noticed. And those yeah. two teams in particular, mm. yeah, were totally like at the forefront of all that stuff. Yeah, the tables, ladders, and chairs. Yep. I think the first one was those two teams. Yeah, they're I nuts. So yeah, but that was like you know when it was fun. We were also like much younger, you know. Yep. But, do I, Chris, do you have an all-time, like, sort of moment in wrestling that sticks out to you? Like, something that you like got, you go back to and watch all the time and just, like, get the chill? Um, yeah. Um, and this is going to be kind of obscure for some, but um, mm-hmm. I grew up a, a, a Kerry Von Erich fan. So mm-hmm. I'm old enough to remember world-class championship wrestling in, like, 1984. 85, 86. And Kerry Von Erich beat Ric Flair for the World's Heavyweight Championship, and it was at a, a special uh, event that they had commemorating Kerry's brother David having passed away earlier that year. Lucky and family. Beat him with a backslide, and that was like the biggest thing to me as a seven, eight year old kid watching that I always, that's like, that's what made me love professional wrestling. Shitty finish. <laughs> it was a backslide. It wasn't great. <laughs> it was a championship, though. And it was actually better than the finish to the match a week later where Flair takes the title back off him. It might have actually been 12 days. But. Which uh, which Von Eric was it? the Texas Tornado? That's Kerry. That yeah, the one he had half a foot after. He was wrestling with half a yeah, foot. Yeah. He, he didn't have a foot. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, and, and nobody knew. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? That, that's the, the shit. You, you watch him in his matches and you don't really see it if, if you have a really trained eye maybe you catch a limp or something you're going to talk yeah. yourself into believing it but nobody knew yeah and people that knew that he had the, the motorcycle accident in 85 knew that by 88 that was not the real fucking foot but yeah he still wrestled for years and years and years That's and why. then he killed himself oh that whole family is cursed they all killed themselves pretty much yeah. kevin's alive yeah he's the last one and then he's that- the walking scarecrow <laughs> Pat, do you have a moment that comes to mind at all? 
got the shirt so Brett my guy so i always say like the like the like the ultimate moment of the childhood was when brett beat yoko at wrestlemania 10 mm. that was kind of like after, after that, he lost like, to his brother well in a great match but, I but um yeah and it, it was great because then they got Owen over. So yeah, um, yeah. at the same time, perfect. But yeah. that was kind of like that was like the pinnacle of the childhood because at that time I was ten, going on eleven, mm-hmm. and within the next year, year and a half, I was like kind of out of wrestling. I was moving more in towards you know re- real sports, you know, without saying about oh, yeah, term. sure. What are you trying to say? <laughs> Football, mm. hockey. That's kind of when I started watching you know other sports, and then once. <laughs> like around the end of 97 um kind of the middle of 97 that's when i got back into it because it started to gear towards more of my age group and then you know i still kind of keep in touch of it now here and there i watched the show last night just because i was interested in seeing what was going on yeah you know it'd be nice to have something that's good to be able to watch yeah you know, I, I am maybe a little bit older out of it and stuff like that. I'm not going to go to meet and greets and stuff I think it's <laughs> a little bit too much. Um, but I wouldn't mind being able to be entertained, you know, once, twice a week, you know. Mm-hmm. If something's good. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of wrestling right now, which is a good thing for the wrestlers. But there's just a lot of content out there between WWE, AEW, Impact, New Japan. Just a lot of shit. Buddy, what's your all-time favorite moment? You just watched SummerSlam 99 yesterday. It's a good question. Um, I my favorite pay per view ever is uh, WrestleMania Nine. Like it's just like the one at Caesar's Palace, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I I have to check that. uh, Yeah, I talked about that in the four twenty group. My parents had a tape of that. I watched that. I watched that WrestleMania like a billion times, dude. I used to. (laughs) I used to love friggin' like Coliseum home video. Yeah, I used to love Scott Steiner. Like so, like I love that match. Like I love (laughs) love Bret Hart. Like Hulk obviously has a huge like appearance. You know what I mean? He comes back for like being. He was out for like months, right, or some shit like that. Like yeah, he hadn't been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he it was just it was like I don't know. I just that's like my favorite one to watch. I, I guess like I'd say like probably when Hogan wins like like uh Pat I was a Brett Mark, you know what I mean? So like so I was pretty butthurt that he wasn't able to win, but like Hogan winning and so like, you know what I mean? Just I am a real American player. This is so sick, dude. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, gotta send him home happy. Get, yeah. home happy. Exactly. My wedding party came out to that song. <laughs> yeah, was, I was I was a little embarrassed, but it was okay. Yeah, all right. We're gonna find that picture. Uh, but, what about you? What, yeah, yeah. What about oh, you? you must have uh, one. Shoot, this is kind I'm gonna of guess. Uh, I'm gonna guess the uh, Miss Elizabeth and Macho Man. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I just love that moment. WrestleMania Seven. See, that yeah. was the first. That was the first show I'd ever watched. Yeah, that's that's what got me into it. My dad yeah. giving me and my brother the tape to watch. So that's yeah. funny that you say that. Yeah, WrestleMania Seven, Miss Elizabeth in the crowd. <laughs> Macho Man has a career-ending match against yeah. Ultimate Warrior. But really you the guy with the weird hat on crying in the crowd. I was <laughs> you, ever that, you ever seen that picture? Oh, from uh, Chicago when CM Punk came back. No, no, no. Oh, so oh, oh. after when when Elizabeth and Macho Man, there's that there's that kid who's got like the weird hat on and he's yeah. got the ultimate warrior buddy and he's crying yeah so I, was like, I was wondering if that was you I, I, if if i was my age <laughs> now if it was if, yeah if i was my age now and i was there i'd probably cry like a little girl but um <laughs> uh no I, I don't know just that moment was so real you're never gonna get a real moment like that i don't think well i mean you, we got it two weeks ago when cm punk came back 
you could kind of feel it, but like there's just certain things that happen in wrestling. You're just like, Ugh. like when Daniel Bryan had to retire, that was kind of that hit you hard. Yeah. Um, but that I don't know. I always think about like uh, I always think about oh that my moment, god. The remember, remember the the Daniel Bryan video? We were in Aruba. Yeah. Remember, we, we were yeah. we were watching it. We we're literally watching it poolside room at like eight in the morning. Like me and BMD both like crying, like watching this fucking guy retire. Like, like, and yeah, I didn't even sniffle, like. It's just, just, yeah, it's just a, it's just a sad story, dude. That time. No, yeah. What? Well, what? Uh, let's go around the room. What's what was your favorite moment you witnessed live, Pat? Um. So I've I'm not like bragging or anything like that, but I was I've been able to go to a lot of shows because um, I've been a seat filler for like the last ten to twelve years. But this actually is even before that. So I was at the show where Shawn Michaels hit Shelton Benjamin with that super kick. Oh, when he jumped off the when he jumped off the top rope, you know the thing that they show all the time. That was in Boston, Mm -hmm. and I was on the floor for that, so I was there for that. So I thought that was pretty cool. I would say that's probably like that, that. That that would be like the most noteworthy, you know, thing that I can think of out of all the shows that I've been to. Something that you guys would all know of, actually. So, mm-hmm. Chris. So mine would be. It was about somewhere in 1985. I don't remember exactly the the time of year, but my aunt had taken me and my cousin to the old Boston Garden to see um, WWF. And the top, the main event was Roddy Piper against Andre the Giant. And in that match, Andre the Giant pulls Piper's pants down, shows his bare ass to the crowd. <laughs> Piper runs out. Match over. That was my favorite live moment. <laughs> I was a, a five-year, uh, whatever, old, uh, eight-year-old kid, like, his ass! <laughs> so that's, that's it. That stayed with me ever since. Flair was always good for that. Um, I'm trying to think because we've we've been to a little, couple of live events uh, together, but the one that sticks out to me, I, I think it was uh, King of the Ring '97, was in Providence. I think '97 was in Providence. I'm not sure. It was Triple H Mankind. They had fucking no one's fact. That's that's '97. If it was Triple H and Mankind, I'm yeah. wrong. Somebody is fact checking. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that, my favorite that, year, that, so. yeah, that match was great. Stone Cold was starting to come into his own too. That was yeah. the year after the Austin 316, and, and he was feuding with Pillman. And I remember him stuffing Pillman's head in the toilet at the, <laughs> the Dunkin' yeah. Donuts in it. Um, but yeah, that match was probably the highlight of the night for me. The best live moment for me that I can remember. I I am torn. Yeah, because mine happened the same. Well, like I'm torn between two that happened the same weekend. Mm. Like so oh, BMD, SummerSlam, right? Yeah, BMD already knows. No, yeah, no, no, so, go, go. So, so I'm torn between Shinsuke like breaking Samojo's jaw, like <laughs> not oh, yeah. not really that obviously, Take but like over. the pop the pop after like the feel like just like that. Brooklyn was so fucking wild like that. You know what I mean? It was, it was, NXT was good. Now it's fucking yeah. Rude. It was so <laughs> the crowd with his theme song at the time must oh. have been tremendous. Oh, it I was fucking that. Like, I, I, I have it was, it was so so. We're gonna good. talk about that in a minute. But go yeah. over your favorite moment. And then and then it's almost literally tied with seeing Finn Balor like beat friggin' Rollins that night. Oh, like, yeah. Then then Balor does his his shoulder and it's all over yeah. like wrong. Oh, actually, but, can I take but mine back? that that feeling, dude, like him winning that night, like I like I. I yeah I could. That was a roller coaster for him though. Those two. I know. The next day. Ah. Oh, can I take mine back? Sure. 
Um, when AJ Styles beat John Cena. Oh yes, yeah. I love telling the story. Yes, thank you for doing that. Yes. Oh my God. So so we're sitting we're there in Brooklyn. Like I know I've told the story probably even on this podcast a couple like, too many times. But like um, so we're sitting there in Brooklyn and there's all the like there's this little like Cena fan like right behind us. He literally is like my niece's age, like five years old. He's he's screaming for Cena the whole match. AJ Styles wins. BMD turns around in this kid's face, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's screaming in these little kids' face, like eating their tears, dude. It is, it is it, I there's not many times where I'm like, okay, like you, you gotta sit down, and I just was like, like I'm gonna get a beer, guys. I'll be back. Like it, it was, but it was awesome. awesome. Yeah, it was so awesome. Yeah. I like Again, doing that stuff too, though. Yeah, right. That's what happened. Yeah. Well, I'm well. We were cheering. I I was very excited that he won. I wanted him to win really bad, and he fucking did. So I was fucking amped up to one thousand decibels. I don't know. But uh, you just told, we were just talking about Shinsuke Nakamura and how NXT fucking sucks now. Um, Pat is probably up to date with everything. But every time they transition a guy from NXT to WWE, they just they can't catch fire. There's been far few between that. But they don't. They don't continue the any momentum from one to the other. Like they yeah. come. And they, they don't. Somebody's coming in hot from NXT. They don't continue their streak. You know what I mean? Just use them. I mean, the only one that's been successful, obviously, been the ladies. You know, the ladies have done okay when they transitioned to the main roster. But well, Balor did at first, and then went back. Yeah, he got her. I mean, Kevin Owens has had a good transition. Sami Zayn has done okay for himself, but like. Shinsuke was fucking. Since then, though. No, but like, Shinsuke was like awesome. Remember, Shinsuke was so over, and then he comes to the main roster, and they just don't know how to use Same him. Same thing with the uh, with Bray Wyatt at first. He did. He ended up doing well, but he didn't yeah. translate as quickly because when he was still NXT, mm-hmm. right after they changed from FCW to NXT, yeah. um, that was that was kind of captivating when they were coming up. Yeah, that's the that, whole family. The, they just fucking. I don't know, like, and they dropped the ball letting him go. I don't know what happened there. There's got to be more to that story. There's but, several balls they dropped, and they you saw a few of them last night on the yeah. W show. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Even like Karrion Cross, like his entrance in NXT is fuck was awesome. With that chick that comes out too, and she's fucking hot as hell, and mm-hmm. she's like whatever the fuck she's doing in the ring, dancing around and running in circles around him and stuff. They fucking put him in drag now. I mean, uh, yeah. demolition. Yeah. Fucking regalia there, and it's just like whatever, dude. His first match, he lost to Jeff Hardy. It's like, I don't care about this guy. The only thing I can, the only thing I can just think, I mean, or just hope for is that this, it, it literally has not been this, like this, like noise that AEW is making. No one has made this type of noise in over twenty years. Mm-hmm. You know, you could even say even what's maybe it, tw- 20, like 25. 25, yeah, twenty five yeah. years. You know, I'm never going to like CM. I think I already saw that CM Punk said that him, Brian and um, Adam Cole going over is the same as Hall, Nash and Hogan doing all this stuff. It's not. It's not. It's it's truly not. And and WWE is not going away either. I know a lot of people are like, oh, WWE didn't die when Vince lost six million dollars and had to rip the water coolers out of Titan Tower and all that nonsense when, you know. They're not going anywhere. No. We can only just hope that this this pushes them to finally do something better. That's all. Right. But their response so far hasn't been. Their not response yet. No. to it so far has been to let more and more talent go over there. Yeah, because like, there could be something going on too. Like they they're like 
doing all these budget cuts. I read now that they got rid of their caterer and they're just going to start having the venues do the food and they get, mm-hmm. I don't know, just like little ticky tack shit. So there's rumors that they might sell. Like they there's, sold. That's been a rumor for a little while. You know what I mean? The network went over that Peacock now and all this other it shit. sucks on like, Peacock. Yeah, I. Yeah, it is so pretty bad on Peacock. Yeah, that's why I'm like on my own my own network, which is a five terabyte hard drive with all types of stuff. Let's see. It, <laughs> yeah, Several that... snuff films. Yeah, we won't talk about that though. Too it's late. Topic for discussion. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't got anything else, man. Do what about you? Uh no, I think we covered it. All. I've already asked all my questions for you. So yeah. What about Pat? Does Pat have any questions? Uh, no, I think there's like a typhoon going on outside, so I gotta check my my plants outside. Yeah, check so, the girls. Yeah, I think they're getting blown around, so I gotta make sure they're all good out there. It looks good here, Pat. Yeah, it's probably coming to you. Keep <laughs> it. I can I can see it outside. So I gotta, Fucking rain. I gotta take a look at that stuff. We haven't had enough this year. <laughs> all right. Jesus. <laughs> but it, it's been fun being on with you guys. I'm glad. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming through. It's fun. Anytime. What, what team guys here? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean yeah. You guys, I try always, to get on always the 420 show once a month. Yeah. Always welcome. On twice. We, we try to pull you on as much as possible because <laughs> <I know. laughs> you want to get in the, the stills of your face at different times is hilarious. <laughs> I know. That's the worst part about going on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, I'll see you. All right, cool. All right, thanks, thanks, guys. See you, boys. Right, later. All right. That was good. How was he still? Yeah, thanks for two. Oh, yeah, 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 we're good. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah. All right. I wanted to I wanted to ask about Weston McKinney, but just not it's not gonna work when we all start together. Uh, uh who, who ask who? You, like in USMT and stuff. I want to talk about that. Oh, oh I mean we could talk about it right now if you want. We could cover that or I mean I don't care. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Let's yeah. And then we'll um not many people are interested, but uh, listen do you know I all right, I really yeah. thought they were going to get nine points. I really did. I was buying into the hype, and I was trying to temper my expectations with this fucking team. It had just been nothing but a disappointment. Uh, you, you, Weston McKinney, I don't know what the fuck he did if he went to a strip club or if he had more people in his hotel room. It's only not only hurting himself, he's hurting his teammates. He's hurting America oh, with what he's doing. He's supposed to be a leader on that fucking team. He's, he's playing for a marquee club. Uh, it's a disgrace what he did. I, don't know, I mean, I'm not upset with them. If we could steal three points from Honduras, we'll be okay. But if we go three ties, it's not going to get any easier. You have Jamaica, Costa Rica, Mexico the next go around. So they need to figure this shit out. And Verhalter needs to look at himself in the mirror and see what the fuck's going on with his tactics, his substitutions, uh, all that BS. I, I don't know what he – sorry about that long rant. Try to keep it 10 words or less, but – Frustrated. Unaccept- unacceptable. Unacceptable. You know, El Salvador, I can understand it's the first game. It's an incredible atmosphere. We've seen the videos during mm. the national anthems, and that mm. stadium is packed to the gills. Uh, and it is a tough place to feel. If the field conditions suck, it's CONCACAF. These guys aren't used to it. Uh, you know, but you're playing at home in Tennessee. The crowd is fucking awesome. And, and you, it's, I don't know. 
Well, that's one of the that's like one of the problems to me. Not like one of the problems. Like the crowd was great in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Like they were, they really were. But like mm-hmm. you're in that stadium, half of it's empty. It doesn't okay. look as it doesn't look as imposing as being mm-hmm. like in El Salvador. Like not that mm-hmm. Canada shouldn't come to Nashville and feel like they're scared to play. Like right. you know, don't get me right. wrong. But like, but like I think I don't know. Like playing in those huge stadiums. Like like I I maybe they should just try to like play in Columbus or just those soccer specific stadiums. Mm-hmm. Austin is going to be great. Yeah, wow. I know they're trying to pack people in, but like mm-hmm. I just I think. It, just makes more of a feel like it makes like gets everybody i don't you know what i mean it just makes everybody closer like it puts more pressure on everybody but i i I agree with you i saw uh um i saw somebody who was it uh like say like you know somebody else say that they're disappointed with um with the USA not getting three points in like El Salvador, that's mm-hmm. a tough place to play, dude. That pitch mm-hmm. is so gross. Did you see the pitch Mexico played on in Costa Rica yesterday? Mm-hmm. It was shambles, dude. Like it's mm-hmm. so so bad. But like but they're used to playing on I, that shit. I know, I know. But that's what's supposed to, and that's what's gonna happen. Like in Concacaf, mm-hmm. I get that. I just I'm like you. I'm so disappointed they didn't get three points yesterday. You go up one nothing. You cannot concede like the way that you did. John Brooks mm-hmm. absolutely lost. Like okay, Alfonso Davies is out of this world good. Like in both past mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. John John Brooks just absolutely disappears like off his man like mm. um just like and like you said about mckinney too like who knows what he did and i guess like so we both heard the same landon donovan clip like mm-hmm. and i guess maybe they could have they could have over exaggerated right like what happened because of covid like so like maybe landon mm-hmm. donovan is being so dramatic because of covid like you but said he's weston mckinney is a big part of that team is a big leader he's a big reason why it's embarrassing what he did dude. we were able to kind of get the the tim way is the the moose is the desk yeah. because he he's an integral part in that recruitment process of making those guys feel at home making those guys want to play for us and then he does something like that because if we don't have weston mckinney on this team i don't think we we were able to recruit some of the guys we were able to recruit for dual nationals he plays a big part in that he really does and to not have him on the field especially when you already don't have geo uh, he got hurt yeah, and Rain is a, a, a big, big part going forward for this team. And you, you know, you can't just put everything on Pulisic's shoulders. Yeah, and you have Tyler Adams, but Tyler Adams' role is different. He's got to keep that ball, you know, outside of our end, get that flow going. So th- that's not going to be easy against Honduras. We would they they'll play us tough, and I mean they come they they're coming off a loss too, I think. But um. You know, you're going to put yourself in a bad position if you only come away with three points. It's not going to be easy from here. No. Oh, yeah. No, no. I know. And and so I I think, like, again, so I, what I want to say about Weston McKinney is just like yeah. what he did was, like, embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, you you're right. You can't fucking do you're that right. at that level. Like, yeah. I don't I don't think, like, to the point, I don't think you're letting the United States of America down by going to the strip club and not playing in a game. Like, it's a fucking, like, soccer game. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. so I won't, I won't, like, I'm not, I wouldn't go that far. But like, but like, just like, like you put in all this time and effort. But mm-hmm. that's the thing to me. Like, that's the part where it doesn't make sense. Like, when athletes do that, and I get like, dudes want to have fun. Like, <clears throat> yeah, they're, like, they're hold they're on, young. hold on, hold on, hold on. But like, but like, you put in, you put in all this effort your entire life, and I get it. Like, and who gives a fuck? Like, I, I put in no effort to anything ever. Like, so, like, who am I to talk shit about Wes McKinney? But like, but he put you, you do all these things. You, you like put yourself like through you you become one of the greatest like soccer players like like in america you get huge transfers you get to you you do all this stuff and now you have you have a chance to get like the usa back to the world cup and you want to like fuck around a couple days before the game and stuff like 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 landon donovan said i think he was being a little pretentious but like he said in that clip dude what's that rattling you tapping yeah sorry does it stop now it did yeah but but anyway like like landon donovan said um 
like, like you you can't put that shit away for like one week dude like i don't give a fuck how young you are it's pathetic it really is mm-hmm. um just like you know what it lets the boys down and that's what's fucked up it lets the boys down yeah your teammates i mean i don't know i don't know what's going on in that locker room we can only speak to what we uh hear yeah. from other people so I mean, I don't know how. And I don't really think, dude, like Landon Donovan's like, these guys can, like, are never going to trust you again. Like, I don't really fucking think that. I think they're going to, like, smack him in the back of the head and say, get it to, like, figure it out. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, That's the problem. Uh, they're all the same age. I mean, Brooks, he's yeah. probably the oldest guy on the team. With, and Tim yeah. Neem's a little bit older, but. Those, I have, t- I have no I use for either of them. No use. Yeah. I like, yeah, I like, I, I like Anthony Robinson. Yeah. I like, I like the kid they're playing right now, Robinson. Mm. Right, he's good. Left he's back. a center back, right? Well, no, who's the center back? Uh, no, Anthony Robinson. He's good. Oh, Miles. Yeah, Miles. Yeah, Miles mm-hmm. Robinson. Right. Mm-hmm. I like. I like him. He's got to finish those fucking headers, though. No. You can't be getting those. No. If you get, like, you can't be getting those chances. And he's got to. He's got to tighten up the pass. And that, that's that's an advantage for us too. We have that height advantage. We have that athletic advantage. We have to take advantage of those set pieces and not in the middle really of the field though. Convert. Yeah, those. set pieces. Yeah. Yeah, convert goals and stuff that's how we dominated mexico in the Concacaf nations league was really we beat them in the air Most yeah yeah yeah, the, they, stuff, so. yeah kept the tight and, and yeah. beat them on the set pieces all right all right but, uh, but that was enough soccer talk for blind owl yeah fuck him we'll see what kind of week we have <laughs> <laughs> see what kind of week we have uh this week for the kirk minahan show and maybe we'll bring in high blind mike see if we can't convince him to come on Ooh. Yeah, let's do it. We'll talk to him. Yep. All right. All right, later.